0: This is KGLP. I'm Bernie Dodson. Today we're talking with members of the Gallup Fire Department about things to do, precautionary measures to take during the holiday and other things people should be concerned about. Let's start with introductions. We have the Deputy Fire Chief here today.
1: Hi, this is Deputy Chief Fire Chief Nathan Emerson.
0: And
2: Oh um, I'm John Perry, I'm the Fire Marshal for the Fire Department.
1: Right.
0: Now let's start with the Fire Marshal. That's not a term that frequently comes up with people. What is a fire marshal? What does a fire marshal do exactly? From so fire- day to day. I mean typically from day to day.
2: So a fire marshal is a great position. We're responsible for the fire prevention division of the fire department. Uh, what That division is made up of the fire marshal and two fire inspectors. So what we do on a daily basis is we um, conduct um, fire inspections on commercial buildings, schools, apartment buildings, uh, businesses all over town. Uh, we try to do inspections every year. Some of them we get to every other year. We also do public education, Uh, we do school fire prevention activities, Um, we also do the fire investigations for fires inside the city limits, we do plan reviews for new buildings or remodels that are coming in, and then we're also responsible for kind of our, our community risk reduction program.
0: You say inspections. When you say inspections, what do you do? I mean, don't take it the wrong way, but when people hear that word, they think you just go in and look at something. And say okay and then leave what does an inspection like you just described entail i mean what does an inspection actually include in a business, a residence, or so forth,
2: and that—that's a great question. A lot of times, when we're dealing with business owners, and they hear the fire inspector, the fire marshal's coming, right away, they—they're they're expecting that we're going to cost them more money. But what we do when we go into a business, it depends on the occupancy. Whether it's a mercantile an assembly, every business is a different occupancy. We look for fire and life safety hazards. You know, we check their exit signs, emergency lighting, their fire extinguishers. Um, they have a sprinkler system or fire alarm system. We look for electrical hazards, fire hazards. It, and it, we're not there, even though we're inspectors and the fire marshal, and sometimes people say that we're there for enforcement. We're really there for education. You know, business owners, they're responsible for running their businesses. They don't know the fire code. So we're there to educate the, the business owners and the managers about just being fire safe.
0: What's a typical violation, if we can call it that? That sometimes, you know, comes across. Uh, w- what do you see typically that people that it's a violation, but people don't know it's a violation? Business owners, I'm talking about mainly.
2: Uh, the probably the number one like violation or, or fire hazard that we see is a lot of electrical items, and the reason why is a lot of our buildings here in town, you know, they're older buildings. A lot of there's historic buildings here in town. And they were never designed for all the computers and all the technology that we we put in our businesses now so they try to make do with what they have um, so we see electrical hazards a lot and that's you know we try to address those and get them to, to fix them or give them alternates on how to deal with these electrical issues
0: is that frequent or how often would you say you find a violation in a business in this in this case
2: so Pretty much every time we do a, f- a fire inspection, we're going to see, we find violations of the fire code. And, and I hate to use that term violation. It's just things that aren't up to code or, or we need to educate on. Uh, but we pretty much see, you know, electrical issues in almost every building that we deal with. Mm-hmm. As Deputy
0: Fire Chief, what does a Deputy Fire <laughs> Chief do? Okay, no. Dep- now, he, here's, uh, and, and I was talking to jesus morales the other day and i told him people don't know what firefighters people at the fire department do they think that when there's not a fire that the firefighters sit around playing cards and watching tv and he said sometimes they do but that's not
1: frequent what
0: does a deputy
1: fire chief do deputy fire chief is a different position in the fire department in itself um, i'm in charge of pretty much overseeing the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. of the fire department from in between the three crews that are on you, on various shifts um, maintaining the equipment throughout the department as far as the vehicles uh, some of our like our air packs our just overall general equipment that we have in the fire department that we use daily and stuff um, making sure that our PPE is up to standard and inspected. What's PPE stamp? I'm sorry, PPE is going to be our pers- personal protective ensemble. Right, that's okay. What PPE stands for, and that's that basically means our bunker gear—the stuff that you see the guys running around in—that have the reflective striping on their helmets, our gloves, or boots, our pants, and a coat. Um, also, just making sure, like I said, that all that all gets inspected as needed and right replaced. How many
0: people? Full-time firefighters, full-time personnel work at the fire department right now.
1: Currently, we have 44 full-time employees. Uh, There's going to be eight admin staff, which is myself, the chief, the fire marshal, his two inspectors. We have an office secretary there as well. We have an EMS coordinator, and we also have an assistant chief of training.
0: Right. So ideally, you would like 50, but you only have 44 What do you think accounts? And from what I've noticed over the years, it's typical. There's understaffing at the Pirate Bond. Why is that, you think? I mean, six is not a huge number, but it's a number.
1: Yeah, well, there's staffing shortages. That's pretty much the current trend right now, COVID and everything. Um, We have a lot of uh, retirees over the past five years that have gone on and left the fire department and we also have just shortages in recruitment i mean we've put recruitment programs together to try to get people vested into the fire department but it's just a matter of finding the right people that want to stay are
0: there i mean let's just take this area is it a shortage of qualified people you think I mean, do you run across, you know, people who want to work, but for some reason they just aren't qualified to do the work or don't want to do what it takes to become qualified? And, John, you can add in if you want. Well, you know, and I'll answer
2: first. The thing about working for the fire department is it takes a very special person. I've been in the fire service for 23 years And not everybody can be a firefighter. And and the reason why is when the tones go out, we don't care about how much money somebody makes, what they look like, what they're wearing, where they live. We're there to help every single person that's in our community. And, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be firefighters. But when they start seeing what they have to do and who we, you know, we deal with or take care of on a daily basis, a lot of them they feel like this isn't the job for them. You really have to care for people and you really have to, you look at as everybody is like, they're your family member, you know, and you don't look at who they are or what they are.
0: You mean the people that, you know, you end up meeting when you go out on a call or something like that? Absolutely. And this is to both of you. This year, 2021, have there been any I want to say, huge super fires in Gallup, albeit business or residence or so forth. Have there been any huge structure fires or just any kind of fires that have required you to call for extra help from outside departments and so forth?
1: Yeah, we've had a few fires that were not, I wouldn't say, overall large or what you would call an enormous incident where it required multiple agencies, but we've had enough to where it taxed our resources, and where, when the staff on duty, they're limited on how long they can stay on an air pack and work and under those conditions. Mm-hmm. So when they're at that limit or when they're time to take a rest and recuperate so they can continue working their shift. Has that happened so this year so far? We've tomorrow? had a couple incidents where we've had to do that and we've called off duty response and um, and if if need be we can activate a mutual aid with uh, our county brothers and sisters and they have them respond as well. Right. Stats. What
0: can you tell us with respect to stats? month to month, year to year, and so forth? I mean, where are we in terms of amounts of fires happening this year and, you know, compare that number to last year and so forth?
2: Well, I can, I can go over the numbers for our total calls. So in 2018, the Gallup Fire Department responded to 4,613 calls. 4,000? Four th- 4,613. 4, That's
0: two- a lot. Is that specifically for fires alone that's because for what Ford we have yeah mm-hmm. what we have is people will call the fire department or 911 for something that they should not be calling the fire department for for example they may want need an ambulance or something like that does that go into that 4,000 yep. number? Okay. Every time uh, mm-hmm. dispatch
2: gets a 911 call and they tone out the fire department, that counts as a call. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, we had 5,326 calls. In 2020, we had 6,380. And so far in 2021, we've had 5,819 calls, fire and EMS calls.
0: Why is that number going up? I mean, you, the, the numbers you just stated, 2018, two the why the increase what do you think that increase is based on is that people not taking you know the 911 service seriously or are those you think legitimate calls for service
2: well and fire call you know fire and ems calls for fire departments are going up across the country um there are some some studies that have been figured out why the call volume is going up one of them is our our population is aging So we're getting a lot more calls for, you know, elderly patients that are having heart conditions or falls. COVID had a huge part to play in this as well. You know, people called the ambulance. And then also they they waited to get their own, like, kind of regular health care. So, you know, we had a lot more emergencies during that time as well.
0: Right. Now, ambulances. Here's a situation that I notice frequently. And both of you can respond to this if you don't mind. When I go to a grocery store, there's an ambulance parked directly in front of the doors. And there's no emergency going on. There's, there's no vehicle lights indicating that, hey, this is, you know, an emergency scene. Why would an ambulance park in front of a grocery store outside of it being a convenience isn't that kind of unfair? Taking advantage of something obviously that you know is somebody's profession. I- is that legal? Is it right? And why does it happen? <clears throat> well, I can tell you that
2: you know a lot of times, a lot of the calls that we go on when someone calls nine one one, we don't respond lights and sirens to every single call. So sometimes even if...
0: Well, no, this this isn't a response kind of situation. It's more of a convenience, well, what looks to be a convenience, meaning, you know, somebody driving an ambulance, maybe they they just want a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. So instead of parking in the normal parking lot, they park right in front of the store.
2: And there could be lots of reasons for that. They may be on a, a medical emergency call. They just may not have their lights on. But if they're there in their official capacities, let's say they're doing a pre-incident survey on the building or they're meeting, a lot of times the crews will park in the front. So that way, if there is an emergency call, they have quick access to their apparatus. So there's lots of reasons that go for that.
0: Right. Um, So it's not just somebody, hey, I'm in front of Starbucks because I don't feel like waiting in line. There may well be an emergency that comes up. And the closer I am to the door, the better.
2: Absolutely. And, and our crews know that if they're just going to the store shopping, you know, they'll, they'll park in the normal parking spots. But if they're there for like an official capacity, usually they'll park in the fire lane or closer to the building.
0: Deputy Chief, the coronavirus. Have there been coronavirus cases, people who have contracted the coronavirus, COVID-19, at the Gallup Fire Department? this year, and for that matter, last year? And can you state how many
1: cases have, do you know about? So, so just like with every <clears throat> every place that's working out, everybody that's working out there, I mean, they yeah, their chances of getting sick and stuff. Um, for COVID-19, during the pandemic or the height of the pandemic, our department was lucky. We went 75% of that period without having anybody contract, And this is anybody.
0: starting from March 2020, yeah, roughly? Yeah, so from the
1: start and through the whole, for the year, majority of the year, we had we didn't have anybody come down, mm-hmm. and then gradually it crept its way into the department. We had four towards the end of that, and all of them have since recovered and are still with us at the department. Um, and as far as this year, we've had a good percentage of our department is vaccinated and at Again, still it, it crept into the department, and we did still have cases that in the department.
0: Respectfully, have there been any deaths from COVID nineteen at the fire department?
1: No, uh, luckily not. Knock on wood, and the grace of God, we haven't had any deaths within our line personnel or admin staff. I mean, we've had staff that did come down, and they mild symptoms, but they were nothing the major cases that we hear about and stuff and that we come in contact with daily when we respond to these calls right so
0: so testing is obviously required i mean that's testing, the way you can detect I mean, a any, coronavirus case
1: so any of our personnel if they're feeling symptomatic or feeling feverish and we tell them not to come to work but that if they come to work that they're going to get tested to rule out and go from there and based on the the test results they'll be Either quarantined or as to pretty much quarantine, self-quarantine at home, and then prior to coming back to work, they'd have to get a a negative test prior to coming back to work.
0: Hmm. John, going back to your statistics, are coronavirus? Uh, d- does the fire department respond to coronavirus? Not the department per se, but I'm, I'm sure ambulances. Uh, what does the department do if someone has a coronavirus emergency? What role do you play in that?
2: So right now, if somebody calls 911 for coronavirus symptoms, dispatch will actually ask them for, for, um, very specific questions um, to figure out if there are possible coronas or COVID-19 patient. Um, if our, we respond to every medical call right now, like the patient has COVID because, you know, we just don't know. So our crews are wearing masks. They're wearing additional protective clothing. But if we do know someone is positive for COVID, we really ensure.
0: Sometimes you don't know.
2: We don't know. Right. And a lot of, you know, the people don't know either. They just feel sick. Um, so right now we're treating everybody like they have COVID and that's to protect them, but also to protect us.
0: And there are paramedics who respond. Who come from the fire department who respond to whatever they have to respond to in the field right so,
2: so right now the Gallup fire department only has one paramedic um, we have EMT intermediates so most of our, our our ambulances in the fire department have EMT intermediates on it
0: holiday situations sometimes things tend to get out of hand safety wise during the holidays What kind of precautions should people take during Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day? Have you noticed there's oftentimes an uptick in calls for service, say Thanksgiving, maybe kitchen fires and so forth? What kind of precautions
1: should people take during the holidays? So in regards to Thanksgiving, a lot of families, t- um, they're going to church or visiting family members. Uh, one of the precautions that w- would be nice if they would not leave an unattended stove. Uh, most of the times they, they're they right. leaving leave a, a, turkey, leave a turkey or, or something like that in right. the oven and it boils over and n- there's nobody there to shut it down or look, make sure it's okay. Sometimes we'll get smoke calls or um, just an actual fire call within the oven itself and stuff so that's one of the precautions just making sure that somebody's at home watching something in the oven or keeping an eye on whatever's in the oven and not leaving it unattended and stuff is that frequent i mean do you see cases like that where people literally
0: forget that oh the turkey's in the oven you know
1: and before you know it there's a fire. In my career since I've been with the Gallup Fire Department, yeah, we've had a few calls where we've responded to (laughs) turkey fires. And, yeah, the turkey didn't survive the fire. But, I mean, most of these calls, it's just the turkey boiling over, and it was unattended, and no one was home, whether they were at church or visiting family members. John, you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, you know, a lot of other safety stuff in the holidays is – You know, a lot of people, they want to make their house look like the the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, so they put a million lights on their house, so some electrical issues. There's
0: nothing wrong with that.
2: No, there's not.
0: Uh, But there can. It can grow into a catastrophe.
2: Absolutely. We just Uh. want them to be safe, you know, check their electrical lights, you know, make sure there's no frayed wires. Um, Also, during the holidays, a lot of people use candles. You know, candles are a great ignition source. They actually sell candles that are flameless candles. They're electric candles would uh, you recommend using those
0: electric candles
2: they're electric candles they even flicker it looks like uh, a real candle uh but they are they're just a little light bulb and they're not gonna catch anything on fire so they are
0: fire fireless fireless candles now i I've never seen those yeah they and are... i i didn't know they exist until you mentioned it just now <laughs> electric candles <laughs> yeah. i don't know if that gives the same effect as an actual it does if you in camp.
2: fact if you go to a lot of restaurants you'll see like they look like they have candles on the walls and, the, you know, those very decorative vases and there's there's flickering flickering going on. Those actually aren't real candles. Those are just the electric candles.
0: Right. What's another scenario that you get called out
1: for during the holidays, Thanksgiving, New Year's, Christmas? So some of the other Outside of kitchen fires. Outside and of kitchen fires, uh, we'll get a lot of calls to carbon monoxide calls where family members are feeling sick but they don't know why or they have um, – carbon monoxide detectors or smoke detectors that are chirping and they don't know why, um, we'll go in and we'll take our monitors or air quality monitors to check the environment and see what's going on. Um, most of the time it's their heater, heater or water heater connections aren't connected right. And it's releasing carbon monoxide into the residence. So we'll see a lot of those were just because of the high use of water heaters and heating units. And also wood-burning stoves, which produce a lot of that as well.
0: Right. Let's get back to staffing. It's not chronically low, but it's typically low on a yearly basis. What can be done or what is being done to bring people in, to bring qualified people in and, and get them hired? And, and what would you say the average salary Amount is at the Gallup Fire Department, and do you think that's perhaps a reason why people say, "Oh, I don't think so."
1: So, some of the things that we've been trying to do is putting these recruitment programs in place. I know the Prevention Office has actually helped out in that area. They've went to these job fairs and put out pamphlets, um, posters, and just interacting with interested people coming up to their booths and stuff and talking about how how and what it takes to be a firefighter here and in what Gall- does
0: it take what do you have to do I mean if an 18 year old is out there right now who wants to be a firefighter what's the first thing that person does
1: the first thing the person should do is look at themselves in general and see if that's something they want to do if they have something in their heart that they want to help or have that helping somebody in need drive Behind them that that's just one of the first steps it kind of makes that helps solidify their their interest into the fire department because a lot of what we do is we help I mean it's not just whether their house is on fire or they're hurt or whatever it's just these little things that we take upon ourselves when we go out and we help people in general just John is there an educational
0: component to all of this I mean should someone even think about going to college there is a fire college in new mexico talk about that and how does the college aspect figure into so-and-so wanting male or female who wants to be a firefighter how does the educational aspect factor in
2: so right now to join the gallup fire department you have to have a high school diploma or a ged equivalent Um, right now it also requires an emt basic license that's one of the things that we're looking at kind of moving away from Getting your EMT basic license, you usually have to go to a college program to get that. Um, but for actually a college degree, we don't require an associate. An EMT
0: license is required. It is, there,
2: it is, but we're working on on doing away with that for now. Just for we're going to start like a cadet program.
0: The fire college. What is it? I know it's in Roswell or Socorro, I think. What is that and? Who goes there? I mean, so at, at what point do you go to the fire college?
2: So Socorro has the New Mexico State Firefighters Training Academy. It's part of the, the state fire marshal's office. Pretty much firefighters from all over the state go there, and that's where they obtain their training, um, all their different training certifications. And then there's colleges in New Mexico that have degree programs, like San Juan Community College has one,
0: uh, CNM, UNM. You mean in fire, in fire service, I think it is, correct. fire fire. Service. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Fire service technology, fire science Mm -hmm. technology. And there's some other and there's even some bachelor programs in New Mexico. But we don't require a, a college degree right now.
0: Right. So the institution in Socorro is not a formal college per se. It's training certificates, things like that to help you further yourself along the job and so forth
2: correct and the good thing about and I'm, I'm thinking
0: both of you went there at some point in, <laughs> in your life right
2: oh yeah absolutely right. I've, I've lived there for a long time mm, of course um the good thing about going to the, the state fire academy in socorro is the classes that we take the training classes where we get our certifications those can actually be used for all the universities and colleges in new mexico that have fire science programs those courses actually count towards college degrees so you can go take a a two-week course and you you may get three college credits for that whenever if you want to go get your college education that's whatever. helpful that's Absolutely. very
0: helpful are there women at the Gallup Fire Department I mean who work
1: as firefighters
0: and have there been women
1: over the years yes we've had female or women firefighters that have gone through the fire department uh, here i'm sure Europe. you actively recruit everybody i mean yes no there's no we don't discriminate against anybody it's just i mean it's open to whoever mm-hmm. the interest as long as their interest is there right i know when i came into the fire service back in 2003 i had there was two female firefighters that were senior to me and that were actually there and i had the privilege of working with each of them and just known them as friends and part of the family i mean that's not discriminatory is like, well, they can't lift this, or they can't do this. I mean, it, it, in the end, I mean, all of us work together, and we actually get the job done together, not just individually. John?
2: Yeah, so right now we actually have one One of our fire inspectors is a, is a female. She's been in the Gallup Fire Department for about five years. Um, we do have one female firefighter, and we're actually in the process of hiring another female firefighter right now. And the thing is, uh, you know, a lot of times women – they're kind of shy away from the fire department because they think that it's the boys' club. And the fire service isn't like that. The fire department's not like that. You know, I consider the male firefighters in the fire department, they're my brothers. The female firefighters, they're my sisters. And they're they're my family. I'll take care of them just like anybody else. So,
0: Budget. What's the annual budget at the fire department? And what do you think the, the annual or the average salary is of a firefighter? As close to estimates as you can get, as far as the budget goes.
1: The average, or the the current, well, <clears throat> the budget for the fire department comes from different things. I mean, we we have our operating budget. We have fire fund money that also comes in. We also have an EMS fund that can grant money. <clears throat> then we have stuff that come in from the city for our salary and benefits for the fire department. Overall, I think we're sitting about maybe a little over $4 million for uh, the year. Um, in terms of annual budget? Uh, annual budget. Mm-hmm. That's accumula- cumulative from all of our <clears throat> the money source that, we, that comes in. And 88% of that pretty much goes to salary and benefits for the individual firefighters. I know a lot of recruits and applicants that come into the fire service or looking at Gallup Fire, they actually see our... <laughs> yeah. Average, average salary of about just a little over thirty thousand for mm. entry level firefighter position. Is that uh,
0: considered uh, low? I mean, <clears> do <throat> we want to put a it's a word on that low or high?
1: I mean, it sounds kind of low I mean, I mean, uh, compared uh, to today's uh, cost of living. Yeah, for compared to the cost of living and all everything in c- in combination, yeah, it's can it'd be on the low side. Um, again, it, with each. That entry level is just basic without anything, any training really. And then coming in with the more training you get, that there's step increases in that. Mm. John, is that
0: a deterrent you think in a city municipality like Gallup? I mean, does salary say figure into somebody's decision to say yes or no to a career in firefighting?
2: You know, absolutely, because most fire departments, especially in New Mexico, they operate on the same schedules, ninety-sixes, where they work two days on, four days off. And, you know, there's departments within a couple hours driving time of us that are offering more starting pay. They're offering hiring bonuses or other incentives. And, you know, when a person wants to join the fire department, you know, they're going to do what's best for them and their family and Sometimes it's like we really want you to stay here because you know, yeah, it's a starting salary, but you're you're gonna get pay increases, and it's. But there's something special about serving your community, but it, it's really hard when a department's offering a fifteen thousand dollar hiring bonus.
0: Is that in place right now at the Gallup Fire?
2: Yeah. No. Okay. Not right it
0: now. It has been in the past. Nope. It, or it it f- exists at other departments. It
2: exists at other departments.
0: Interesting things that you've seen. Over the years in your firefighting careers, not necessarily here, but especially here in other places, what are some really interesting highlights that you've seen? John?
2: Well, I can tell you in 23 years of the fire service... I mean,
0: something uh, you'll never forget.
2: I've seen things that I wish I would forget. Um, I've seen the good and the bad. The greatest things that I've seen in the fire service is you see these big, you know, these, these fire, you know, firefighters have type A personalities, whether they're male or female and they're go getters, you know, they're, they're hard chargers and they get on scene and they, they see a little child that may be hurt or scared and they, they get on their level and and they talk to them and they console them. Seeing that compassionate side of people. That, that is what's one of the things that I'll never forget is just how compassionate that I've seen firefighters be. Um, but also just, you know, a lot of times when people live in a community, they just see the bad in the community. You know, the fire department, we go to to a lot of these bad calls, but we get to see a lot of good in the community as well. Like
0: what, for example? Just Here, people- Using Gallup in, in that scenario.
2: You know, just just recently we had a, a car that, you know, Um, drove through a house that damaged the house just the the community the neighborhood that was there they came up and they wanted to make sure the family was okay they wanted to make sure they had a place to stay they were going to take care of them you know in modern society a lot of people think that that's gone but in small towns that that still exists where we care about our neighbors we care about our community and but if you read the news you you'll think that that doesn't happen anymore, but that that's that's truly special,
0: Nathan highlights
1: highlights things you'll never forget same thing with John in the eighteen and a half years that I've been in the fire service. I've also had the combination of paid and volunteer because I was ten years with the volunteer fire department up north and was had the privilege of being the chief up there as well um just over the years, just seen like John said, just to echo on a lot of what he said is just the camaraderie between the men and women that work. At the fire service I mean getting things done I mean there isn't any obstacle that they can't handle when it comes to working together I mean time and time again we get handed these events or requests for standby services and stuff and yeah at the beginning there might be a little bickering Ah, we got to do this but in, in the end of the day I mean the job gets done and we the guys are better for it and they actually excel at that and that's what I like about our personnel Final words
0: on precautionary measures to take with Thanksgiving coming up. What should people do? What should people not do? Nathan?
1: Um, (laughs) Try not to leave anything unattended. Um, Make sure it's an enjoyable holiday. Uh, There's so much to say. It's just hard to compound it down to a few things. Um, Again, just maintain... Your home in a safe environment for not only yourself, your children, your family, just any of your guests that are coming over for the holidays. John?
2: Biggest thing is have working smoke alarms in your home. If you have fuel-burning appliances or a wood-burning stove, make sure you have a carbon monoxide detector and a home fire extinguisher. Smoke alarms, carbon monoxide alarms, and a home fire extinguisher is a huge thing that every household should
0: have in our community. Some don't. I mean, something. I mean, just take a fire extinguisher. Uh, I, I don't know a lot of people who want a fire extinguisher anywhere in or near their house, but they're they're necessary sometimes. Smoke alarms. You know that's understandable. But you 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 recommend or is it legally required smoke alarms as well as extinguishers?
2: So, fire extinguishers are not in homes. They're not legally required. Um, smoke alarms are legally required for new homes. Um, anytime we have a new home being built or remodels, there has to be smoke alarms put in there. But, you know, a lot of our homes in in Gallup are are older homes and they haven't been remodeled or, and so they may not have smoke alarms. And the thing is, if somebody needs smoke alarms in their home and they don't have the money, all they got to do is call the Gallup fire department and we will go to their house and install smoke alarms free of charge. Really? Absolutely.
0: Businesses also?
2: Um, businesses, we won't do that. Uh, but for homes, we will do that.
0: This is KGOP Bernie Dodson, Gallup News. And I've been talking with Deputy Fire Chief in Gallup, Nathan Emerson, and Gallup Fire Marshal John Parrott. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.